0: gentlemen boys and girls dinner time is here that's right we're talking about episode 11 of season two of Hannibal on dish by dish well, greetings and salutations, Internet. Your old pal, Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from the Baltimore Institute for the Criminally Insane. This is Dish by Dish, our kill by kill spin off, where we talk about an episode of Hannibal just after we watched it. And of course, we're talking about season two, episode 11, Konomono. Uh, I did not look up the definition of Konomono, uh, but I'm sure it's excellent and another part of the Kaisiki sequence. Uh, but you know what? The person who I would definitely invite to a Kaiseki sequence dinner is the one, the only Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm so
1: happy. <laughs> why are you
0: happy? Tell you me. Know, I wanna... you,
1: you know why?
0: <laughs> um, because it's flaming wheelchair time. There's a
1: flaming
0: wheelchair. <laughs> Now, remind me again, when it happens in all the other versions of this, does Freddie Lowndes' body smack into his slash her parking space? Or is that special for I, that, that? I
1: believe memory, if memory serves, that is special to the TV show. I know in Manhunter, it just goes right into the camera. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it you does, do, the,
1: you, the, in each version that you do get the, 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 you know, the, the boggling security guard
0: because <laughs> he doesn't know whether or not to yell stop or do you have a pass <laughs> like there's it's it's hard for him to harass somebody in that situation and yeah he just and this one i think is the only one i've seen where you see him do something useful which is uh grab a, f- a fire extinguisher
1: yeah I, like in manhunter he just kind of screams and runs away yeah. uh <laughs> So I, I, that's I what I would do. I, I can't recall in Red Dragon.
0: Oh, I can't recall any of Red Dragon other than I saw it and I said, "Oh, he's a mimic." Um, I hope he never makes a movie again. And I think he made a couple more. And thankfully, ever since that fucker has been iced out.
1: Yeah, I, I the only thing I really remember about uh, about Red Dragon is thinking it was a little weird that that they made Francis Dolarhyde handsome. And then I watched <laughs> season three of Hannibal.
0: <laughs> He's only gotten handsomer. He's only gotten, they,
1: they have totally buttified Francis Dollar Hyde.
0: <laughs> Yet again, on Twitter today was another person going like, we've got to fucking stop talking about how handsome this dude was. <laughs> just, we need to put an end oh to it. Oh my
1: God. It, it just makes me so, I know we've talked about this so many times already. It's so angry. But it doesn't
0: stop. That's a thing. Like, unfortunately, our campaign for everyone to stop talking about, about him like he was sexy has fallen on deaf ears. Like, people are still clinging to this idea that he was really attractive because he has been portrayed in every popular medium as sexy by sexy people.
1: It's like, you know, he looked just like Mark Harmon. No.
0: No. 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 Not even Mark Harmon today. No. 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 Absolutely not. We open this particular episode on Will and Hannibal gobbling Glizzies. As the kids say on the TikToks, um, they're putting whole tubes of meat in their mouth, and these tubes of meat have are whole birds, whole yeah. endangered birds.
1: This is a th- this is a, a moment. I most of the other food that they they have sh- uh, they have shown on Hadwell, like mm, I could get yeah. I could <laughs> tuck into a big old plate of that. Even even when it's human flesh, like, they still make it look very appealing.
0: Yes this, yes, this is the
1: point where I'm like, nah, you know, I'm good. I, I do not eat, need to eat anything that incorporates the phrase "bones" at all.
0: <laughs> and then it doesn't shy away from the fact that there are bones because the the scene goes on and on and on with It's weirdly it,
1: it, it's weirdly erotic because you, you <laughs> you've got like a lot of like mouth watering close ups of like Will's lips and like his mm. throat, and it's just like it, it very much. Uh, um, What's the word I, I'm looking for? Objectifies him.
0: Yes, but then it also spends a lot of time hearing both of them crunch on tiny bird bones. I don't want to eat a beak. I'll put that out there.
1: I have tried. I have tried chicken feet. Yeah, and and they're those aren't good. Yeah, eating. yeah. They, they, not- they, they. I will say that they, that they taste like they look. <laughs> very rubbery. Very unsatisfying.
0: Yeah. Um, I had quail over the weekend, probably the best quail I've ever had in my entire fucking life at a place called Deckman's uh, in the valley, uh, the Valle uh, in Baja, Mexico. It was absolutely delicious. Like, close your eyes and go, please don't make this moment. And I can't believe how good this is in my mouth. And I had to think about that to overcome the repulsion I felt <laughs> as they ate entire tiny birds with beaks attached to them. Oh, and the crunching, Gina. The crunching. Uh, ouch. Anyways, um, let's, you know, the our palate is cleansed, of course, by a flaming wheelchair, <laughs> which I wrote next to it, Gina, are you okay? Because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that you might have combusted in joy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, considering, considering how the, the Freddie Lowndes plot ultimately goes. I, I, I was so you know, surprised and pleased that they still kept the flaming wheelchair.
0: I, it's wonderful that they're playing around. Like it's the dance that I think the show does really well. And I think a lot of shows that delve into previously known territory Struggle with is playing with your expectations. And, he, you know, Fuller and company are able to um, manipulate you, what you do know about these characters' histories into uh, drama because you know how they died in these other places you know they will die you know this is going to happen that's going to happen and because time is elastic here and they're dealing with a variant edition of all these people they're allowed to to do all these things that are callbacks but then lead you down different rabbit holes it's really genius and it is it has got to be called out like this shit isn't easy to do
1: right I, I really like how they are sort of looking at the source material, whatever whatever the source material they were allowed to to and you know, they were allowed to use and and yeah. you know, we've mentioned before that that it was you know pretty complicated situation where they could use Hannibal Lecter but not Clarice Starling, and they could use uh, uh, Will Graham but not Paul Krendler and it it, it's, it was just weird and complicated, but they treat the source material all of it like like a buffet. Yeah. Whether where they're just sort of picking from this, you know, this side and going to the hot bar and picking from some of that, and then you know going to the salad area and you know get some get some romaine, you know, adding it on top, you know, yeah. just sort of just sort of you know, it, it's like remixing everything.
0: They sample all these things, but they also you know, like you said, they, they have this chance to remix everything. So it, it is something that you can make a dare I say Chinese menu out of where you take from column a, you take from Paul column B and you're sort of making a different kind of story than that was there, but it's still emotionally the same kind of story. Uh, and uh, it's really buoyed by the fact that when it comes to casting, man, this show don't fucking miss ever. No, it has been a rare bird. I mean, we, have a tendency to uh, (laughs) take Freddie Lounge to task. And, you know, I've seen, you know, Lara Jean uh, Troshesky in other things and really liked her. I'm not entirely sure if Freddie as a whole pays off for me necessarily as, as her inclusion here. But without her, of course, we would not get a flaming, you know, Wheelchair. Well, that's, yeah, that's always that's always on.
1: what Freddie Lowndes brings to to yeah. to the, the the Hannibal Lecterverse verse. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it just you know the only the only thing you don't get from from this, and and it turns out that there's a reason for that is is you know the 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 uh, the money shot of of uh, Francis Dollarhide biting his lips off, which is you know pretty pretty gruesome. Yeah. And you and you get that both in Manhunter and, and in Red Dragon.
0: Yeah. And Red Dragon, I think it's more extended, seeing it rather than a man, Manhunter. It's more alluded to.
1: I think. Yeah, yeah, and also you get Philip Seymour Hoffman playing Freddie Lowndes and already just slumming it. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was way above that material, and yet, yes. and yet, giving it one hundred and fifty percent.
0: Well, it bringing everything that he has to the table oh because he
1: oh he played incredible sleaze bags, I mean he was yeah. just he 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 was just uh you know as the kids say on Twitter, he understood the lesson yes <laughs> he knew it's just assignment. it's just you know it, it seemed it just felt not quite right for this sort of you know you know pulpy suspense thriller
0: yes, uh maybe we'll get to that one too. Who's to say, oh God. The future ahead of us is. Uh...
1: I think we could probably spend about two minutes on that in the Manhunter episode. <laughs> okay, because because they're, they're they're not all that different in in plot. No, it's just Manhunter does all of it one thousand times better
0: yes yes because you know man is a stylist man is an auteur he is bringing an an absolute viewpoint to the material and he was in a particular uh lane right there amongst his tv work where the it's not that far off from miami vice and you think miami vice oh the mtv cops but it my man had a real style to him, and it's all in Manhunter as well. Right. It's all that fucking cool, and yet there's real actors doing real work. There's style, and there's there are moments there that you can tell were taken for Silence of the Lambs, but again, Silence does never feels like an homage or a replication of anything that happens in Manhunter. It's just. It's just a reflection, a refraction. It's how uh, different musicians vibe off each other when they're just jamming. Whereas right. Red Dragon is, I've studied these things and now I'm going to replicate them and someone else will be doing karaoke while I do it.
1: And, and let's put Hannibal Lecter more in it because that's that's what the people are here to see. Even, right. even exactly. though it's not actually his story.
0: Nope, not at all. He is but a bit player. But uh, the person who is not a bit player in this is Margot, is Prager's? that's right, Mazel, and guess who's the daddy? We know this already, it's Will. Um, time yeah, is they, very elastic.
1: I was going to say, that this is in that, that typical, very typical uh, you know, movie and, and TV science where you can you know, have sex with someone, and the next day, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can feel a kick. <laughs> but in reality, you probably don't know until you're at least a month along.
0: Yes, and they certainly don't know if it's a boy. That's the other thing; <laughs> yeah. it's never a question. She must be having a boy. It's like there's that's actually not a predetermined thing. <laughs> whether or not this is, a and, and boy you know, life. and
1: as I you know, long since enjoyed pointing out to people who are so hellbent on on having sons it's 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 not even the it's not even up to the woman it's the it's it's the man's it's the father's genes that determine that so take take that misogynist
0: (laughs) you heard it here first (laughs) i know you've been listening for five years but you finally realized what we're up to here on the kill by kill podcast
1: calling out misogynists.
0: finally just calling them out uh, throwing darts at them um, and this is where I think we talked about a little bit in the last episode, but this is where it's really formally introduced that. Um, well, I guess it happens in the previous one with Margot. Is that where he takes her tears, but we don't know what he does with it. And here he takes the tears of a child that he
1: harasses. Yeah. He, he, yeah it's just this kid that just comes to his, his farm. And he's just like, oh, well, your foster family doesn't want you anymore. And, he's like. <laughs> 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 He just like here have some candy and then like goes and drinks his tears.
0: Have a chocolate bar. <laughs> I mean he's like five he's like five seconds away from trying to sell Springfield the monorail. That's how he's playing. <laughs>
1: he really needs like a top hat and a monocle that's all <laughs> that's honestly all he's missing here. Like he just like his whole persona and the way he dresses he just he's he's from completely another world.
0: But I just don't think you there's, I don't, if you underplayed this, I think it would be Oh no, weird. you
1: can't, you can't. Yeah. The problem was, it's like, again, going back to to Hannibal the movie and yeah, I mean, we, we have no choice but to keep referencing that because that is what a lot of the, the source material for this and, and into season three comes from mm-hmm. is you've got Gary Oldman playing Mason Berger under like 16 pounds of, of prosthetics. Yeah, Because because again, it's after he is already, well, I don't want to spoil yeah. it, something happens to him severely disfigured. And like there's no you're kind of more told that he's a bad person and he just like, you can barely understand him and and I I think that Gary Oldman made the choice to decide that you know he's going to make his voice all, you know, indecipherable. Yeah. And I hate to say it, there's no personality there because he is, like, a child molester. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, how much personality do you want a child molester to have? But yeah. but I think Michael Pitt, who, you know, I want to point out to people, is probably most familiar for being in, I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff, but probably most familiar with people being in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yes. He is Tommy Gnosis in that. He's looking like a fetus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's very smooth. I don't think yep. he has a
1: single hair on his entire body. <laughs> um, he's
0: twinkalicious uh, yes. uh, from his top of his head to the bottom of his feet. Yeah. Very
1: much. Um, and, and here he just like he needs to be puffing on a comically large cigar. <laughs> he he's just having the time of his life, and 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 I, and I appreciate it. I mean, if you're gonna play an if you're gonna play an absolutely loathsome character with with no redeeming qualities whatsoever, you might as well just play the hell out of it. I mean, honestly,
0: yes. no, have fun with it, because otherwise, it, it he needs to break all of this up, right? Because everyone else is playing it as emotionally raw and centered and unmoving, because that is the vein of the show, and he's introduced to essentially shake everything up he has to be this wild and crazy otherwise he's not fulfilling his purpose right we do get more of our favorite wet dreams we're just really moist dreaming here with will (laughs) um how how often must he change his sheets i mean we, we see him moist dreaming a lot.
1: He, he, know, he, you know, he's got to have those like plastic liners that you, that you, <laughs> you put on a bed for a kid with a bedwetting problem.
0: Sure. I would hope so. Oh my God. Or what if it turned out that he was one of those people who was like, I, I, I have I've discovered over the years, I don't need to shower as much. As
1: oh so. God. <laughs> Are we going to get into that?
0: no I really I really don't everyone should really shower and and wash themselves from head to toe like all every every place you have skin give that a good cleansing for Yeah, Oliver I mean just for
1: sakes. god's sake do a minimum of you know pits and bits my god. <laughs>
0: And get your feet. Uh, Really, honestly, you're doing the world in yourself a favor. Will uh, has a a lovely gift for Alana. And that is he hands her a gun and says, uh, get some bullets and learn how to use this bad boy. Because whether or not you're scared of me or scared of the person you should be scared of, you should be scared of somebody and know when to shoot them.
1: Just be scared. I'm not going to tell you who you should be scared of. (laughs) Just be scared all the time. Constantly be scared
0: more scared is my direction to you uh when mason visits hannibal for a psychiatric sesh hannibal instantly finds multiple reasons to eat him <laughs> it doesn't take too long for him to kind of like i wonder what part of him i'm gonna carve up first <laughs> when he looks over that the day bed and there's an impression in the pillow and the jackets there all rumpled there's just an air of like, I can't fucking believe this guy <laughs> coming off of him. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's so love wonderfully acted. But I will say that it we've talked over a, a bunch of different episodes of like, you know, how how what is the plan here? Okay, so Hannibal's gotten Will to a place where he's not in jail. He does appear to be murdering people. And talking to him. And so this is what he's always wanted. Someone who understands that he is a a murderous cannibal, but can't do it right now. And so in order for him to still get the satisfaction of it, they will go out and murder people so they can cook them together. So he's getting what he wants here, but there's a part of him that also wants to destroy it because there's no way in my mind, he thinks he can control Mason and Margot and will that's a triangle that is all points and all of them will puncture him. I just don't know why he decides to push Mason into acting here
1: I just I think he just honestly just wants to see what happens I, I think he that, I think he is so confident in no matter what happens, he will just you know. You, know, you'd be able to slip away unnoticed. I, yeah, I, I think he just, he, you know, he wants to, you know, he's, he's a, you know, he's, a he's, a chaos demon. <laughs>
0: That's for sure. I just think it's a fatal fucking mistake. Like he's well, not in than he, these he, characters, his, but this is a dumb move.
1: His ego is is getting the best of him. Yeah. You know he hasn't he's he's come so close to getting caught so many times. And has managed to just, you know, wiggle his way out. I mean, why would he feel like he'd get away with anything at this point?
0: It's just so much to fucking juggle. And he's come so close to (laughs) being caught out. And of course, now we have the knowledge because the the very first image of this entire season is him and Jack in a fucking knife fight. So like, we know this is all going to come crashing down. It just, man, uh, he's uh fucking around with the wrong people because Mason is the joker uh Margot does not deserve any of this shit yeah and no i
1: I was talking about how you Margot you know she is not entirely a good person but she's not a villain either
0: no she's a she's a, a person in a terrible place and he's like toying with uh she's drowning. So if she hits somebody, it's because she's just trying to grab onto any solid object to pull her out of, you know, deep water. And that doesn't make her a bad person. But she's been put in an even worse situation by Hannibal because he's she's now surrounded by fucking sharks that Hannibal is controlling, whether they consider that or not, Will and Mason both. It's just a real bad spot uh, to try to push her in one direction or the other. And it really goes bad for her in this particular episode. Oh yeah. We also learn uh, when Alana comes to Jack, he's like, listen, something's fucking going on here and you guys are lying to me and I don't care for it. You need to tell me the truth and you need to tell me now that ruse, of course, is that guess what murder stab.com. Org. What are, we, are we it calling lives. it?
1: lives. Uh, oh, murder, murderstab.biz, I think, actually.
0: Murderstab.biz. <laughs> murder We're going to have to probably purchase that URL. <laughs> We're going to put it on a t-shirt. And we so finally, to, finally after
1: five years, do a we, do we kill-by-kill website.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, for our show, murderstab.biz is actually probably a good Yeah. <laughs> a
1: good I mean, you'd, you'd, have to, you'd have to rewrap dish-by-dish dish up. <laughs>
0: It's still, you know, it's it's of the flavor of the show. We, yeah, uh, we,
1: we do deal with a lot of stabbings,
0: <laughs> We do a lot of murder and uh, occasional biz, um, uh, R.I.P. Bismarcky. Uh, so she's alive um, against our better judgment. She's alive. This has all been a ruse. She was, did not go in that down in that flaming wheelchair. Her, her corpse was not dug up and had extra arms attached to it. That was some other poor person. Um, And I assume everyone on the FBI team knows that this is happening because how else would this ruse be carried off?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking like, okay, how did they get her dental records to match? And and then and then it probably like, oh, well, they're simply lying about her her dental records matching.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that to be true. I'm assuming the little team is all in on it as well. Um. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I, you know, I remembered vaguely that this happened, but I didn't know exactly how. Well,
1: yeah. That so, I, I, you know, I'm getting to the point now where where it just gets so weird and and so incredibly off the rails. That I I no longer remember specifically what happens in each episode. I mean, I mean, I remember events, but I I don't like if you were to ask me, well, what happened in you know, episode thirteen? I'd be like. Mm, There were pigs. (laughs) Somebody got, somebody got killed. Well, somebody got killed.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like the entire, the funeral uh, section of this episode, I could barely breathe because I, I know, but I don't know exactly where it's going. And there's so much pressure. It's such a, you're painting yourself into a corner stroke by stroke. And it's like, I hate to overpraise Brian Fuller and every the team that he put together, but there aren't a lot of shows that are this fucking good. No, and and I I wish I could have
1: relived the experience of uh, you know watching the first time and and the reveal that Freddie is still alive. That what kind of feeling? (laughs) Hear what? Hear what?
0: Such a fun fucking twist. You know,
1: that, that confused white man gif?
0: Yeah. Well... <laughs> 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 yes. Um, and then uh, Margo, uh, on her way to somewhere, uh, she's packed uh, her trunk to the gills, but she doesn't get far because Carlo T-bones her and uh, she's dragged off to what I believe is a hospital suite inside the pig um. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I have questions, <laughs> but first, first I want to say that I admire the, the Dead Ringers call out, yes. shout out, that, yeah, that was, 100%. that was, that was nice, I, I like that, especially mm-hmm. since the surgery involved her lady parts. Yes, very
0: much, so. no, it's, de- it is a perfect, perfect honoring of Dead Ringers.
1: Um, but where did he get this medical staff? And, know, did he, and, and did he just tell them, Yeah, you know, just give my give my sister a complete hysterectomy. Here's ten thousand dollars.
0: Honestly, that's what he did. Yes, that this is late stage capitalism. This is where we're at. You can buy yourself a surgery suite and a bunch of doctors to take out your sister's reproductive organs. Can I? That's can I, something can I, that can't happen. Can
1: I rate those doctors on Zocdoc? Because they all deserve one star.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Let's find out who those doctors they may be fictional but that doesn't mean that their their actions don't deserve consequences you know you know
1: know, office staff rude late for appointment did unauthorized hysterectomy
0: oh jesus christ
1: (laughs) took money from a pedophile to to, to perform an unauthorized hysterectomy
0: guy talks about Lovingly, how his dad would stick pigs who didn't know it was coming to check the amount of back fat they had. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. His his dad's a real fucking piece of work. Papa. Papa. Oh my god. And yeah. And what a fucking performance out of out of her. She can't move. Obviously, you know she. Catherine and Isabel is playing someone who's like drugged to the point where they're aware, but they can't move and such a uh, just genius performance. It's sitting there while everyone else is doing everything and you, ca- you cannot react with anything other than your eyes. Just again, man, this show does not miss when it comes to casting. Uh but uh once Will learns about this, of course, Hannibal has set this in motion and you know he's gonna this is the result he wants, right? I talk about, you know, your your at one time sort of an adopted dish daughter who I killed, and now you have another child killed, and now you have another child that would have bought and do something because I'm getting hangry. And so he sets Will in motion. He, he takes out Carlo. I, I don't think permanently. He just, like, knocks him out or something. And Mason is quite surprised that someone is uh, confronting him physically. He takes a, a sock to the jaw pretty well, even tastes his own blood, uh, but is like, oh, I'm going to feed you to my pigs, and then is quite upset that that does not happen, and Will almost upends him into his own pig maze. You know, I mean, again, maybe that's how we want to go. It's <laughs> probably true. Uh, but of course, Will tells him, hey, uh, there's a lot of things that I would normally, you know, like want to do here. But you know who put your ideas in your head and the adi- the ideas in Margo's head and the adi- ideas in my head is one guy. His name is Hannibal Lecter. And you should feed him to your pigs. Because we all
1: have, we, because there's only one psychiatrist in all of Baltimore County. <laughs> and apparently he is constantly taking new patients.
0: No, he's, he's got a, both a very full and empty schedule <laughs> that allows him to bring in only the hoyest of the polloi crazies that he can manipulate. Uh, and yeah, uh, again, another episode ends and I just want to hit play on the next one.
1: Yep, but we only have 2 left in the season.
0: Oh my god, they can't come soon enough. But before they do, where can people find you on these here internets?
1: I write about movies and television at thespool.net and against my own better judgment, I am on Twitter under portion72.
0: Do it today, people check it out. Uh, We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We have the Facebook group. Come and talk about every episode with us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Our T-shirt store is up and running. You can find the link in the show notes here. Um, And uh, we have all sorts of T-shirts for sale. No uh, Dish by Dish T-shirts yet, but that's about to change once we get that design back for Murderstab.biz. Uh, it, you will not believe your eyes when we figure out what that is, uh, until then rate, review us on iTunes and stay tuned next week for our birthday show. We have a birthday show, everybody it's coming to you and we're going to talk about something I never really thought we would talk about. Do you want to tell everyone?
1: Uh, we are going to be talking about the exorcist,
0: the exorcist. We're going to, we're going to put Pazuzu up in this bitch and see what happens. Uh, we're going to pee on floors. We're going to vomit uh, soup. <laughs> we're going to talk about casting we're, alcoholics as priests. Uh, we're going gonna, gonna,
1: gonna gonna, to say lots of naughty words.
0: <laughs> we sure are. We're, we are not going to masturbate with a crucifix. No, though. no,
1: no, no. This is, the, this, is the slightly, this is the slightly edited version.
0: Yeah. I mean, the crucifix can be part of the action, but not directly. You know, we like it to watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll. We roll. But it's going to be very exorcist-filled around here. And we're also going to, and I'm going to put this out here, we're going to try and talk about Candyman, the new Candyman. Um, But I say that with some question marks because the world is a question mark. But our intention is to cover Candyman as well. Uh, So that's what you have to look forward to uh, on uh, Kill by Kill in the coming weeks. But until then... Uh, Don't worry, folks, the body count will continue for myself and for Gina. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.